Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks up a block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, it is Friday, everybody's favorite day of the week here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. It's going to be a it's going to be a f- special show. I've, you know, I knock out three Lions podcasts a week. We've got the two Kool-Aid casts on Wednesdays and Fridays. You can also find my other show, Believe, B-L-E-A-V and Lions on the Believe Podcasting Network. We're talking all things Lions. I've been talking rookies, draft, jersey numbers, trades, everything. Today, we're going to talk some Detroit Lions, some fantasy football with a guy that knows a lot about both. Or at least he thinks he does. That's my buddy Choppy Chop. Chops, you're back on the Kool-Aid cast. How are you doing this week? Great to have you. Hey, Oak. Uh, happy to be here, buddy. And, of course, I got to talk fantasy, man. I'm glad you invited me to the fantasy cast because somebody's got to come on here and talk some fantasy that actually knows what the heck they're talking about. So I'm here to bring some balance to, uh, to your, your crazy perspective. <laughs> oh man, I thought you might say that, and so I I, I kind of had a sound bit queued up for just that uh, retort there that I knew you'd bring the bring the thing. So so here you go. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. So so listen here, Jabronski. Me and you, we've always had a fantasy rivalry. We both love the Lions. It's a perfect show to mix everything together. We'll talk Lions, all the different fantasy players. We'll talk a little bit about our leagues and our rivalry over the years. Sometimes you've taken home the championship other years i've been at the top of the mountain at times you've beat me up for being at the bottom of the mountain uh there's a lot to get into we're gonna throw in some hot takes too about players you should be watching i mean i think a lot of people out there even if they don't want to admit it man fantasy football is about as close as you can get to being a general manager none of us will probably ever sit in brad holmes's seat but this is as close as we can get and there's no reason not to have fun with it man mix it into your schedule it doesn't take a ton of time and it's a very competitive and fun if you get in the right league so i'm i'm fired up to talk about it we're gonna have some arguments and some hot takes and some some fun info for the people today yeah absolutely it's uh it's a good it's a good day to be in fantasy land, and especially if you know you're in these dynasty leagues, everybody's kind of sleeping, but hey, the season's right around the corner, man. I think we're recording here late in the week, uh, a little under 100 days, man, before the NFL season kicks off, so that's incredible. Ooh. Chops, you, you got an empty glass over there on, on that side of the uh, microphone? I filled it up, baby. Filled it up. Drink it in, man. <laughs> Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid, everybody, and let's just dive right into it. We, we're, we're not going to start off telling you about our fantasy leagues or getting into a big argument. I want to get Chops' opinion on this guy. His name is T.J. Hawkinson. Now, this guy blew up last year. He was taken highly in the draft. You know, tight end is kind of that 
gosh, it's that hot button subject when it comes to fantasy football. Do you take one early? Do you wait? There's a lot of interesting tight ends in the league now, but they also don't usually perform like those high end wide receivers or running backs. So chops, I mean, the, the site that I'm using here today is kind of like a half point league. They got Hawkinson at number four overall at the tight end position. They got him at 70 catches for about six or seven fifty and five touchdowns. I mean, what do you think about that ranking, those projections, and the player overall? So I, li- I like the ranking. I think the ranking is right on. I got him as my number four. Um, I mean, of course, when you're talking tight ends, you're talking Kelsey, you're talking Kittle, you're talking Waller. I got I got Hawkinson right there. I got him above Mark Andrews. I think uh, I think he's had some good years, but I think his time is done. And TJ is the man to round out the top four. And I think those stats are a little light, man. I got, I'm looking at him. I'm looking around 79 receptions. Probably um, maybe 825 in yardage. And I'm, I'm thinking he's going to be Goff's go-to guy in the red zone, man. I'm, I'm looking at eight to nine touchdowns out of the guy. I, I like that you were at 79 catches. Like, how did you come to that 79, my friend? I'm, I'm very curious. Well, it's a very, very complicated formula. I don't want to hurt your head. So just roll with it. And when he, when he hits it this year, you just, uh, mark the podcast. <laughs> All right. So, uh, again, I, I enjoy pulling back the curtain here on the show as well as laughing as well as we talk football. So me and Chops got in a big argument this week about our big we do a 32 team fantasy league. It's based on the NFL. Again, it's close. You can get to a general manager. And like this is the first year where I've used a tool that like kind of shows you where you rank and helps project some people, all this kind of stuff. Right. So as I'm going through it, I noticed that Chops, who's the GM of the Atlanta Falcons in this league, is like, what did I tell you, 16th, 18th, somewhere in that middle to lower rung. And I'm like, oh, I got to tell Chops where he's at. He's going to hate this. And so I tell you, and like, you went, you hated it. How'd they come up with this? I can't believe it. And then, of course, you bugged me to where am I at? Again, the GM of the Detroit Lions. I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to boast. But yeah, it's number four. And of course, when Chops hears that, oh, this algorithm's the worst. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I got it all figured out. Oh my gosh, makes me laugh. I don't know what's funnier, that or that you came up with 79 catches for 200 and, or 822 yards and 6.78 touchdowns for TJ Hawkinson for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, hey. Oh, look, man, I just I just pulled up this random algorithm here and it told me that uh, an RSO um, on our amazing uh, podcast sponsors that your team is going to finish 22nd. I'm not going to give you any data to back it up, but just trust me. I put in this algorithm. That's what it said. Oh, it had, of course, me had me finishing top two. Just go with it and uh, roll with it. Yeah, okay. dude, listen, you come at me and, and first of all, you're like, oh, hey. I found this uh, this fantasy cast spin thing, and it tells me your team's going to be 17th. Ha ha, you suck. Well, yeah, okay, buddy. Like, send me the site. Let me look at it. I'll tell you why it's wrong. I'll give you the history. I'll give you the data, and we'll see how it goes. And I'd also like to point out that if you want to bring these kind of things up, that's cool, but you got to put your money where your mouth is, and you're not willing to put a bet on this fantasy cast that you found. So... I'm all about it. Put your money Chops. down. I'll give you 10 to 1 odds. And uh, we'll see if I, who finishes closer to what their ranking is or who finishes better. All right, Chops. There's so much to get into there. We got to get back to Lions players. But first of all, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a betting degenerate. And I wasn't rubbing in your face. I, I literally said, hey, I, I do you want to know where you rank? 
you know, he could have said no. You could have, uh, you know, not wanted the info. And like I said, you're, you're middle of the pack. I think that wasn't too bad for the Atlanta Falcons, the team GM'd by you. I wasn't even going to bring up where I ranked, but you badgered me, so I had to tell you. I mean, I've I've totally rehauled the Detroit Lions since 2018 when I took over for them. I think I'm doing about as good of a job as Mr. Brad Holmes is, which is tremendous. But all that aside, I mean, unless we can get a sponsor for one of these betting sites that you're that you're talking about here, I mean, there's no reason. I was just literally giving you information. I thought you'd find it interesting, of course, because it didn't have you in the top like it had me. You called it null and void, but that's okay. I mean, I, I'm going to go with your projection for TJ Hawkinson. I hope that he exceeds the numbers that I found on uh, the other websites that are, you know, do this for a living. Um, but I mean, for me, I've never really been a tight end guy, to be honest. Like, I feel that the tight end position, even if you're getting Kittle or Kelsey, I've always been a guy where it's just like, when's the last time a, a tight end? you know, consistently went for like, even a, a mid-tier receiver is what, like uh, anywhere from a thousand to 1200 and maybe, you know, anywhere from six to eight touchdowns is a really good year. You get, you get like five or six touchdowns and eight, 900 yards. You're a Pro Bowl tight end, you know? So those numbers are hard to come by in my opinion. So I could see Hawkinson taking a step back, but I still love him as a player. I think he's going to be really good. Number four overall is, a big time rating in my opinion so I'm curious to see what the guy does this year I'm kind of debating if I think he's gonna just take a step back or, or blow up even more I, I really don't know at this point I know that's not a good take but that's kind of where I'm at with him I'm I'm unsure what what his ceiling is or if teams are gonna load up on him I really don't know I think for me the the overall factor is the is the lack the lack of wide receiver depth that the Lions have so um, you know, Goff is notorious for liking his tight ends. And I mean, let's be honest right now, TJ is our best pass catcher. Um, yep. I like some of our deep threats, but I think TJ he comes in and I think his numbers are actually going to be better than last year because of the lack of talent around him taking away those quality catches. Now I like to do this on the show before we move to uh We'll talk about DeAndre Swizzle next. But before we move on, I kind of like to sum things up in a couple sound bites. So, in your eyes and hopefully in mine, TJ Hawkinson. Chops by midway of the fantasy football season with most of his teams. I just have to play a little bit of this music for you, sir, when you're struggling in the mid to bottom tier or. Wondering why these injuries have derailed these squads that you speak so highly of. I mean, I'll be more than happy to cue this music up later when you really need it. Just, just let me know. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll uh, and and I'll make sure that we uh, roll out the excuse train too when uh, when your death is not getting you what it needs to get because you know I value points. <laughs> Absolutely, chops the king of points from years ago. Me, the king of potential in the future that I hope comes to fruition. It's a argument we have consistently uh, year after year. And uh, I'm just happy you're back in our leagues, man. You, you had retired. You got too cool for me for a while. I, I, I lured you back into a league or two with me. You didn't help me win fantasy hockey, which I'm still a little bit ornery about. But I came in second there without your help. So in fantasy football, I mean, come on now. Um, let, let's talk about Swizzle. DeAndre Swift, to me, another mystery. Is this guy going to blow up and be just an absolute diamond uh, in fantasy football, or is he going to be 
you know, the game script not going to work. He's going to kind of be under the radar more so than people want. Number 15 overall running back, which kind of surprised me when I saw it. I mean, Jamal Williams is here. They're talking about Todd Gurley. What are your expectations for Swift? Do you think he could really blow up on the scene? Guy had 10 touchdowns last year. Or do you think injuries and other things might catch up with this guy? So right now, I think that D Swizzle is a bit of a mystery. Um, you know, we got we're bringing in guy. You know, we're we're bringing in Gurley for inter, you know for potential signing. I, you know, I'm never against talent in the backfield at multiple levels with my team, but if that happens, obviously his his stock takes a huge hit. I think if he stays the number one, um, and there's no you know one A or and one B. If he's the number one guy, I, I mean, I love him on every down. I love him catching the ball. I love him running the ball. I think he has huge potential. I think he has potential to be a top five guy in the future. But this year, I, I see him right around that 12 mark. Yeah, I uh, you know, Lions have never been able to run the football. We've been disappointed by running backs time after time. Even when they have a good, you know, rookie year, they seem to fall off in a sophomore year. You know, I said this, kind of got into this on the Wednesday Kool-Aid cast where I was like, I really think this guy's too talented to have one of those big step backs. You know, you can say he's had leg issues, got concussion issues. Like, it's the NFL, man. To me, injuries are very random and get hurt. I know you're you're much more cautious than me when it comes to that. Um, we get in that argument a lot, too. It's just like if a guy's hurt, you're kind of you, – you've been known to maybe put them off your board. Whereas for me, it's like if the guy's been hurt for a couple of years, I'm more so like, hey – you know, it's going to even out where now it's time for him to be healthy and, and be rolling, be a great value. So that that's an always ongoing argument as well. To me, where Swift would be the biggest help in fantasy this year is if they throw it to him. I mean, I don't see him being this big running back up the middle or a guy you're going to hand it to 15 times a game. I see, you know, 10 to 12 touches uh, in the run and pass game, try to get some explosives, try to get him in the end zone like he did last year, which is really nice help to fantasy owners. But I do think the sky's the limit for this guy. I mean, I've loaded up on him in almost, you know, all my leagues, which chops. Let me ask you that. Do you load up on people and that's my guy or do you try to spread it out? You know, it, it's uh, it kind of depends on the league. Um, you know, if you're talking dynasty and it's long term, I I try to to keep some of those consistent. But um, it's really you know it's really tough. It, you know, the worst feeling in the world is when you have a guy on your squad and he blows up and it wins you a ga- a week, but it loses you a week in another league. Right. Uh, just to, you know, it's like it's like bittersweet. So I try to I try to pair them up. Especially I have my hot targets for the year that I think are you know either sleepers or people are kind of undervaluing that I try to clasp onto, but, um, but, you know, back to D swizzle, I, I absolutely agree, man. If we can get this guy in the top three for receptions for running backs, the sky is the absolute limit for him. I can see him with, you know, three, four receiving touchdowns and, and breaking that 500 yard mark for, uh, you know, kind of matching, getting into that tier of McCaffrey and Kamara when it comes to those catches, um, even a little bit of Eckler, I really think that we we are if he is held back, it's because we held him back. Yeah, I think the I think the ten touchdowns will be tough to replicate, but there's been rumor in the window about him catching 60, 70, 80 passes. I mean, 
that would be huge. Um, there probably will be games where there's going to be lots of little passes, dump offs, and stuff to be had. So I just really hope he gets used at his highest level. You know, I was always sick of these coaches where let's put the rookies third on the depth chart. Let's let's ease them in. Dude, this guy always looked like he belonged. He looks explosive. He can he can make these cuts on a dime. Get him against linebackers. Like make him a dynamic football player and use him at the best of his ability and also be smart so he doesn't get cracked all the time you can get the ball to people and not just run him right into the middle of the defense type of thing so I'm really high on him I think that in my opinion you said Hawkinson's the best uh, pass catcher I think Swift's kind of the best offensive player, you know, um, just based on his skill set, his talent, his age, um, everything where he's at. So I'm real high. I may have a 32 jersey before it's all said and done. I love this kid on and off the field. Hey, and the other thing, don't take for granted, Oak, our O-line. I mean, we we loaded up on the O-line again. You know, people are saying we potentially have one of the best. We could have one of the best O-lines in the NFC. I mean, that obviously only makes the world easier for D Swizzle. It's a great point by you. Do you, when you're picking running backs, do you look at how they catch it and what their, what their guys up front are like, or are you just looking for talent? Oh, I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at what these guys <laughs> pregame meal is, what they're, I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at when was the last time this guy stepped on a nail and got a, a fractured pinky. I mean, everything. You know, I, everything is in play when it comes to me. Yes, guys have talent, but guess what? I've seen college talent equal nothing in the NFL. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm all over the intangibles. Who's, who's on their line? Who's throwing on the ball? Who, you know, what, uh, what, you know, who's, who's it, who, what's the, who's their slot guy who could be taking uh, catches from them? All that stuff. You gotta, you gotta look at it. I was going to say I'd call BS on that, but I won't really because since I got you back in this 32-team league, there's nobody that works the tra- trade phones harder than Choppy Chops. I mean, I swear to goodness, this guy has eight deals going at all times of the day. He's trying to swindle you out of extra late-round picks. He's trying to get all these other players. I mean, mad respect because the way that I work trades in these leagues is people come to me and ask about somebody. I usually can get a deal done in five to ten minutes. And if I can't, then I just we, we we can't do business type of thing. So mad respect on the hard work you put in. I bet you do have all these uh, little nuances you look at. I literally just you know draft incredibly, roll out great teams, and then let the results speak for themselves. It's kind of my uh, approach to things. Yeah, I may or may not have a staff that follow around some of my key fantasy players to, <laughs> to see what's going on in their personal lives, but uh, allegedly. And again, I might as well get in front of it because I know it's going to come up multiple times uh, if I don't say it off the top. Chops, back in the day, I let him in one of my home keeper leagues, much smaller league than the big 32 team we're in now. And I mean, he won a couple championships. He still holds that up today. The funny part is he left the league right when my team was getting good. And then I racked up a couple titles, which he never saw. So he acts like I never won anything. I just haven't won it when you've been there. And when I have been there, yes. You won, and we're both trying to get to the top of the mountain. 
with our respective teams and realitysportsonline.com. Chops, before we get to them and our great sponsors here on the show, I want to talk about Jared Goff, a guy that you have just been over the moon about. You like everything about this guy. He's getting mad, disrespected. Number 27 overall fantasy quarterback. They got him at 4,300 yards, 23 TDs, and 15 picks. I mean, he should be able to roll out of bed and get 20 to 30-plus touchdowns in today's game. They got him at 23 and turning it over 15 times in the air. Come on now. Yeah, that's absolutely disgusting, man. I It just it sickens me, the disrespect <laughs> that Jared Goff is getting right now. 25? I mean, come on. He's easily 50, he, eh, he's 16. I got him at 16. But that is ridiculous. I, I, just, I mean, anybody who, who I mean, anybody who ranks Ben Roethlisberger over Jared Goff can just go fly a kite. <laughs> you have Jared Goff as the 16th overall fantasy quarterback, huh? Yeah, 16. Drink it in, man. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. I think I went on a rant earlier where I said, hey, man, can this guy not be in the top 20? Can we not get him around 15? Can he not be anywhere from 12 to 14 if all things go well? I mean, even if all things go horribly. Dude's not 27th overall. I mean, what, what do they got? Backups and they got rookies ahead of this guy? Come on, man. Number one overall pick. He's going to be wide open in some of these games, throwing it, making plays. I mean, I think the yards will be there. I think he's going to out. He's not going to turn the football over as much. I'm here to tell you. Like, will he have anywhere from, you know, 25 to 35 touchdowns? Probably in that range, but I just don't see the turnovers. I see the yards up and I see. Maybe outperforming where people have them as far as TDs. Yeah, yep, I agree. I've got him at 29 touchdowns. And, man, I, you know, I, I almost want to say single digits in, in interceptions, but but people will just laugh at me. So I'll say 10. <laughs> there you go. I think 10 is a good number. One, because it's a round number and like 29, the, what do you say? 60 or 79 catches for TJ Hawkinson. Like, uh, you know, let's get some people, some round numbers. They can wrap their head around here. Chops, not your algorithms, your scientific formulas you got over there. But like, <laughs> I think that if he protects it and, if this offense, you know, the coaches are so cool with like being a player's coaches, like I would love them to empower this guy. You know, he feels like he was held down, told what he couldn't do or what he did wrong. It's like, how about we open it up and let, you know, 2021 should be a, a year for the Lions where it's just like, you know, the old Matt Stafford phrase, let's cut it loose. Let's just, let's just wing it around the yard, throw it to Swizzle, throw it to Hawk, throw it uh, to these speed wide receivers we got. Hey, how about this? Let's cut it up over the top for once and get a few deep plays, a few deep touchdowns. That'd be nice. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And this guy can sling it former number one pick. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I've got the, I just pulled the list up here and it's just, it, it, I'm, it makes me so angry. I'm looking at some of these guys that are listed <laughs> up ahead of him on the rankings. I mean, Jalen hurts. What? <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. We don't know what he's going to be on the pro level. And he's in Jacksonville, by the way. I mean, you got, you know, I'll call him Roethlisberger because this is a family show. I mean, that guy, I don't even know if he, he does both his legs still even work. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he is definitely going to come here. And again, two things that I'm really looking at with this guy, the chip on the shoulder, you know, he's somewhere where he wants to be and they want him. Right. So he's, he's got that chip. 
He's got that swag. He's going to come in. They're going to let him do his thing. And again, the O-line, he, he's going to be protected. He's going to be upright. He's going to have time to throw the ball. And he's going to, ha- he's going to have time to use that, uh, that number one overall pick, brain and arm. I like it. I mean, again, making another the same point you made earlier, but it cannot be forgotten for Lions fans about this O line being much better than we've seen the past couple years, and and pretty much any NFL quarterback to me, if you give them time in today's game where nobody can touch anybody and you can just run these crossing routes against linebackers all day, like I don't know why I wouldn't be dumping a lot of passes off to St. Brown too, who we'll get to in a bit. So I I'm right with you there. You went on a little bit of a rant there. I missed my rant about DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift below Cam Akers and Antonio Gibson. I mean, talk about guys that, uh, you know, again, they showed up last year. But I don't know why everybody's putting Cam Akers in the Hall of Fame. This guy's had injuries. He's a good talent. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, Antonio Gibson barely ever touched the the balls of running back and had a nice rookie year. But I mean, let's let's calm down about putting him there and like Swift right between you know rookie uh, Harris for the Steelers, and then you've got him above J.K. Dobbins in the thing I was looking at. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see how all those type of players shake out because I mean everybody loves the new fresh running back, but. I don't know why Swift can't be that guy either. I mean, what what did one publication chops had him out of the top thirty two? Seriously, <laughs> that had to be a typo because <laughs> like I, there isn't much more than twelve running backs that I'd rather have over Swift. The guy's like twenty two years old. I don't think he's twenty three yet. If he is, I mean, that's just premier age, premier talent. So you got your boy Golf. I'll take my guy Swift. Chops, we, we got to take a break here. I mean, we're going to have some fun on the back part of the show. Probably a few more arguments, a few more jabs, a few more cheap shots. You're going to take at me and my teams over the time. We'll talk about some of these other guys, the Lions wide receivers, some of their rookies, things like that. So, everybody, take a quick listen. Go check out realitysportsonline.com, our other great sponsors. We'll be right back. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I am fired up i am excited to tell you about one of our new great sponsors now by now most of you have probably heard of reality sports online the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like a real nfl general manager but the question is have you tried it i mean it's time to go see what the buzz in the dynasty fantasy community is all about Free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, and so much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. So here's what I need all you guys to do. Head over to Reality Sports Online. You'll hear me talk about it on the show and call it RSO. Head over to Reality Sports Online and check them out right now. 
Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back from the break. Now, before we jump into more fantasy, more Lions talk, I mean, I got to make sure you're hydrated here on the show. Drink it in, man. Double side of cornbread. Cornbread! Cornbread! <laughs> I got Chops here with me on the back part of the show, and we've been talking fantasy football, getting after each other a little bit, and we, we hit on some of the main Lions players, so... We're going to talk about some other fantasy players, kind of maybe some strategy. You know, I might tell you how bad some of Chops' teams are as we get through this back half of the episode. But some of these players that I want to bundle together, let's bundle their receivers real quick. Tyrell Williams, number 91 overall. 91 receiver was the uh, ranking that I saw. Perriman, the 89th overall receiver. Cephas. 103. I mean, those are some ugly rankings for the Lions receivers. I think Tyrell Williams and Perriman really have something to prove as well as some nice juice. Perriman has produced when he's been out there. Um, His dad was a baller here. I don't see why he couldn't have a nice year for the Lions. And then I really don't know what Cephas has, but he's really being cast aside. And I'd like to see him be a 3-4-5 type receiver that gets some nice looks every game. Like we've seen other Lions receivers where, yeah, they might not be a household name, but they end up putting up some decent stats. So what do you think, Chops? Is it just really deep leagues where these guys are available because Tyrell is basically the number one right now for the Lions? Does that add value for you? Where are you at with these guys? Yeah, I I mean, I look – Hundred is a is a little weak for that bundle grouping for me. I mean, I'm looking at Tyrell probably in like ninety. I like Perriman right around that like eighty five range. Um, but I also like Tyrell's upside. I think that he has put you know he he was off for a year, and I think again he's another one of those put put me in and prove prove it guys. So don't sleep on him as being our, our legit number one, at least for this year and maybe going forward. And I agree Cephas has been put a little bit into the background. Um, and part of the reason why I think that's happening is because I'm pretty high on St. Brown. I like this kid. I think he's going to come in. I mean, I don't want to put him in the number three slot right away, but before we've even seen a snap, but I like what this kid brings. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that. I think me and you get jaded a little bit too because, you know, we are in these 32-team crazy 53-man. I mean, most people are in like an eight-team office league where they got, you know, 15, 20 roster spots at most. Me and you are like digging deep for talent in some of these leagues. So we're always like, man, you know, see if this could be a good value. St. Brown could be a ball player where most people, that is totally off their fantasy radar. But Tyrell is a guy that... Gosh, he, he's been he, – a couple of years ago, he really showed out for the Chargers. People had him as, like, that new breakout speed-type weapon. Then he went to Oakland and, you know, Las Vegas now. And, you know, what happens to those guys? They either get hurt or fall off the map, and that's exactly what happened to him. So the Lions really seem to like him. They snagged him up quick. So I don't see why he couldn't be productive if he's healthy and he's their main focus. I wouldn't be opposed either to the Lions, you know, adding to this position either with a veteran or, I don't know, Odell Beckham or, you know, a big-time weapon where they come and add a guy. And Because this receiver core does need to be bolstered. And even if St. Brown's good, I mean, I just don't know how good. I still think he's kind of that slot, you know, starter depth guy that you want on your football team but not on your fantasy football team. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Um, any other guys like you? You brought up the old line, which I think is a, kind of a fantasy weapon. Any other guys that we need to talk about on the Lions before we get into some other things here on the show? 
No one's really, really ringing too many bells, Oak. I mean, like you said, we're kind of jaded because we're in these big, huge, you know, 53-man roster leagues. So, you know, when we look at guys like Geronimo and Khalif, we're like, oh, yeah, they could put up. Oh, Khalif's going to return some kicks. And then, you know, other people are like, what? I don't even know who that guy is. Why are you even talking about him on a fantasy Chops, hold on. I got to get a shot in on my buddy uh, Aaron, AB Couch Coach. He comes on the show about once a month. Took Sage Surratt so early. He's now the manager of the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, my gosh. I ragged on him so bad. He told me, watch out for Sage Surratt on the Lions. He's going to blow up, and I'm going to want to trade for him. I said, oh, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> but, I, you know, I hope for the Lions' sake. But I, I thought that was funny. I got to give him some grief here on the show. And speaking of grief, Choppy, do, do we want to take a second to praise, I mean, basically the anti-grief about the Oakry Detroit Lions. I mean, do we want to tell some of the people the amazing talent that I've stacked up for, for the Lions uh, as general manager? I mean, we got we got TJ Hawkinson, who I had to acquire. I've acquired DeAndre Swizzle. I've got Julio Jones, who's also on the trade market now. I don't think the Lions should trade for him, but I acquired him last year. He's a ball player. I mean, who else I got? I got Stafford still at quarterback. I got, I don't know, I picked up a guy in free agency named Darren Waller. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's basically the best tight end in the game now. I got him when nobody even knew who he was. I mean, am I missing people? I mean, my running backs. Did I acquire Zeke Elliott this year? I've got Madison, the stud for the Vikings. I was waiting for Dalvin Cook to get hurt, a crazy good defense. I mean, do I need to continue or do you want to just hand me the trophy now? Well, I I mean, look, we got to go back to your cut uh, on your buddy there because he's right. Um, since that player plays for the Lions, of course you're going to reach out and try to overpay for that dude because you are notorious <laughs> for drinking it in and going after those guys, which in some case it works out. You know, TJ Hawkinson, D Swizzle. I get it. It works sometimes. But I'm Drink also looking in, here uh... at the Lion bums that you got as well. So, Tracy Walker. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's let's kick it over to your Falcons. I mean, you've been going on and on about how Mike Davis is going to be a complete stud. You acquired Russell Wilson. I mean, who are these guys that you're either high on your Falcons team, or maybe just give me a fantasy guy that you need to tell the people you got to draft this guy He's going to be a beast. Well, I mean, look, you want to, you want to swing in and break down the um, soon to be champion Atlanta Falcons roster. I completely overhauled my roster uh, you know, bringing in good old boy, Russell Wilson, um, definite upgrade from my Matty Ice I had last year. Uh, took a nice little flyer on Mr. Mike Davis for the actual Atlanta Falcons. So I'm kind of loving that. I got Hollywood Brown. Oh, let's also talk about my stud tight ends that I brought in the offseason. Uh, Robert Tonyan and OJ Howard. So, yeah, no, I'm feeling good about my squad, man. I got I got Gaskin hitting my other running back spot. I think people are sleeping on him. Don't sleep on him. Trey Kwan Smith as, like, my fifth wide receiver? Come on. You are going down, Oak. This whole seven-feet projection, I just can't wait for my defense to outscore people's offense because I'm so deep there, too. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that we love in these leagues and people know that listen to me here on the podcast is like, I love me some draft picks, baby. Cheat, young, talent. I just load up on draft picks. I'm willing to wait as long as it takes for these guys to become studs. 
What does Chobbs do? He has no pick. He's like the he's like the LA Rams in this league. He trades away every pick he has for these established guys, knowing that yeah, they're good. They've been good. But they're going to cost you a boatload, and they're not going to be around forever while my young studs are may coming up making no money. So, again, it's 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 a total dichotomy, me, and the way that, you know, Chops builds his team, and that's why it's so fun to do. And, like say, both of us are trying to get to the mountaintop. So draft picks versus no draft picks, you got to love it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Known commodities. You know me. I love my known <laughs> commodities. I know you're, you know, you might, you every once in a while we find a diamond in the rough, a guy who goes in the third round. And again, and you're talking a 32 man lead. So, you know, pick 90 that ends up turning out, or I can trade that third round pick and get me a young receiver who is established for two years. I'll do it every day. <laughs> what, um, what are a couple of players? You got a few on your uh, docket that are guys that even if they're not on your famed Falcons team in this reality sports online league, maybe a guy that you're like, Hey, I expect a breakout from this guy. He's either under the radar or you're just expecting more than others. You got anybody you want to throw out? Yeah. The, the name that pops out at me and, you know, I kind of see him ranked all over the board, but uh, you know, I think this, this, this is the year of JK Dobbins for me. Um, you know, okay. I think that they kind of, they kind of held him back last year with the depth that they had. This guy, fills into the number one slot and I, I think the sky's the limit with him yeah I know Lamar's going to take away some rushing touchdowns from him um, but I also think that the th- threat of Lamar running opens it up for him a little bit more too so keep don't don't fall asleep on J.K. Dobbins this year Chops you will appreciate this sound drop it's for the school that we shall not speak of you just brought up one of their players so I'm obligated to play this bit hey listen Ohio State sucks <laughs> what's better for you the the statement or the funny laugh at the end uh it, it's the lead up to the statement Listen, man <laughs> oh lindale white thank you for that drop and thank you for the crazy reporter that was cackling in the background that's tremendous i'll play that every time i can when that school is mentioned um i like that pick by you here's one i want to get your take on because i think you're either going to laugh me out of the room or it's going to be genius i've been waiting for multiple years Uh, My guy, Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, this guy's been a choir boy off the field, but he's been off the field. He's been injured. He hasn't produced. Every time I watch him, he looks like the most silky running back, catch, run. They got an offense now. They got the, uh, you know, healthy guys on the offensive line. I think Joe Mixon could jump on the scene and be a top five to seven running back in fantasy football when it's all said and done. Yeah, I mean, I don't love him in the top five, but uh, I definitely think he's got the talent. Can he stay healthy? And he's getting talent surrounding him now, which is big. Um, you know, he, uh, he, you know, some of his competition that was taking catches from him went over to Tampa Bay. So he is the established number one guy. If he can stay in the field, I can see him in the top 10. I wouldn't go top five. What, let me ask you about this guy, Miles Sanders, a guy I was really high on. He sort of underperformed as well. I feel like he's getting a lot of hate this year. They, they brought in a lot of running backs. I really don't know what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing on offense, but they have all these running backs that can catch and do all these things. But, like, is Miles Sanders going to jump on the scene, or is he going to be a 
a washout here in a couple of years. I really don't know. He has similar athletic talent to my other guy, Saquon Barkley, but he just he hasn't put it together in the league, that's for sure. Well, you know, some of your listeners probably aren't going to love this take um, because, you know, I lived in Philly for seven years and I absolutely hate everything Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> hate it to the core. Oakry, I'm a good Christian man. You know I do not use the word hate, but I hate everything Philadelphia. So wow. all your all your stacked running backs, all your bum first round wide receivers, I hate them all. But Miles Sanders can be, can join the bum stack of running back melee that they have there, and he'll be falling into the like low twenties, high twenty. I I like that strong opinion by you. I think that the Eagles are either going to jump on the scene because, like you said, they have drafted receiver after receiver, receiver, and they have a talented running back. They have a running quarterback, a young guy, or they're just going to all be you know underperforming and just be back in the top you know three to five of the draft next year. So I'm I'm undecided on what is going to happen, but. Miles Sanders is still kind of my guy. I kind of hope he comes together, but he's not very high on people's radar. Chops, you you want a sleeper here at the wide receiver position. You want a guy that you're going to have to be in a deeper league to to roster this guy, but somebody that I really like a lot. Sure, why not? This guy's on the Oakry Detroit Lions. I got him a year or two ago, and his name is Demarcus Robinson. He stayed with the Chiefs. I saw a lot of things coming out recently about this guy's going to be featured in the offense, and he's excited about it. Every time he's been out there, he usually makes plays. They've, they've moved a few other guys out, and a few guys haven't performed. So I see Demarcus Robinson being a very sneaky player that could jump on the scene for a explosive offense over there in Kansas City. Sign me up. Yeah, he's got a lot of competition for targets. I like the player, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, But, you know, when anytime you, you've got that much talent around you that's competing for you with catches, um, you know, with your stud tight end, you got Hardman there too. He's got the talent. I just don't know if, the, you know, is there enough uh, to go around for him to become a superstar? Yeah, we'll we'll see. Like say he could go from a totally off the radar, I think, to like a number three type receiver that every week is a is a weapon, you know, in a deeper league. What about uh what about a tight end that's either off the radar or maybe out of that top seven that, that you like? Anybody jump to mind? Yeah, you know what? I just actually just traded this guy uh in my league and I and I absolutely blindsided this. I mean, somebody was so high. Here we go. I'm high on him, but I wasn't as high as this guy was willing to give up. You know, first round picks for him is uh is the tight end in Tennessee Anthony first or I don't know I'm terrible at names um I think that with some of the departing talent that has left there uh, on the wide receiver side um he is he's a guy to me that I mean I know a lot of places that you know I'm looking finding him in like mid 20 rankings man I can see this guy in t- as a top 15 guy he's got the talent He's got uh, he's got the um, the position to actually succeed now. Um, don't sleep on him. Very interesting. I think I gave you crap about this guy. You started telling me how good he was going to be. I mean, Anthony Ferkser to me is Anthony Ferkser. He's a he's a guy at the top of a jet chart on a team that has Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback and other guys that I'd rather get the football to, but. 
I mean, he's a he's a meat potatoes middle. His ceiling is like you know a middle of the road guy to me, you know. But um, I just don't see him jumping on the scene. But like you mentioned, OJ Howard earlier, a guy that has done nothing in the league and totally underperformed. Like you know, depending on how they use him, that's a guy I see, could see that could jump back on the scene as a tight end. But let's do the people a service here on the show. We're talking fantasy football. Are you at least in agreement with me, Chops, that in basically all these office leagues, any 12-team league, any snake draft that you do, you got to wait on quarterback. I mean, these people that take, you know, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, I'm seeing Allen go really high in drafts. I mean, you just have to wait. There's, there's basically like 28 to 30 quarterbacks that I can start any given week in a fantasy league, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, QB, in my personal opinion, should never be taken in the top six rounds. I mean, look, you guys, you know, people are going to be jumping all over Josh Allen, Patty Mahomes. Um, I've even seen Kyler Murray love like in the you know top second round. What? Dude, stick with the good old TB12 in the 12th round <laughs> right. and let him win your championship. Load in the talent around him and, and let him do his thing. I, you know, You've seen how many, you know, Oak, you've seen how many teams that I've just waited and I grab a guy like Matty Ice, grab a guy like Tom Brady, you know, grab a guy like somehow Stafford always seems to fall low. Like, yeah. yeah. Why are you wasting a top three round resource on a quarterback? I never understood that. Never. And, And here's the reason why. And like, I can see why rookies and people that, you know, casually play, but that's why I'm here to help those folks and tell you that, yeah, they always look tantalizing because they're the guys that are on the posters the souvenir cups they're the guy that when you look at the projected scoring they're usually towards the top but the thing is most leagues start one quarterback they also every team has a starter so if you do the math let's say you're in a 10 team league if every team has two quarterbacks there's 12 quarterbacks that are not even taken most times you know they're just sitting out there you can you can play, uh, you know, random uh, carousel with these guys if you want to. You know, to me, it, it's it's tantalizing to take the top guy. I can justify Pat Mahomes if he's slipping to three, four, wherever. Like, it may be the worth it just because he may throw 50-plus touchdowns. But if it's not him, to me, it's just like no matter who's up there, I'm taking wide receivers and running backs. I'm trying to find that sweet spot on the tight end. And then I'm just waiting as long as I can to get a quarterback. And like you said, you're high on Jared Goff. Could you get win a fantasy league with Jared Goff if you do the rest of your team right? I think you probably could. Could you win it with, I don't know, this guy he plays in Cleveland? His name's Baker Mayfield. I think you could. Could, could, you, could you sneak Tom Brady out at the right value, as you mentioned? Yes, you could. So I'm just here to tell everybody, like, just basically take the QBs off your list so you don't even see them until, like Chop said, round 6, 8, 10, whatever it is, the back third of your draft, and then start looking at it and go, wow, there's still like 10 guys I like. Okay, now there's 8 guys. Okay, now there's maybe I need to start thinking about one. But if you play your cards right, you should have a loaded up team and then just drop that quarterback in at the end, and that's how you get to the big dance. Hey, Oakry, Oakry. Yes. You know what Dan Campbell says about your man love for Baker Mayfield? Uh oh, what's that? Hewitt. <laughs> You've had enough of that. <laughs> they, but but here's the thing. You know what thing. Dan Campbell has to say about Jared Goff 
being ranked as the 25th quarterback in fantasy? I have a, I have a little idea. You've had enough of that. <laughs> you, you know what I got to say? And go ahead. Has to say about TJ Hawkinson not being considered the number four tight end in the league. You've had enough of that. <laughs> That's right. We have all had enough of that. Thank you, Dan Campbell. Well, I, I can appreciate a Dan Campbell montage, but I mean, I got to say that I'm a little sick of this hate on Baker Mayfield as well, because he blew up last year and he played great. So everybody that's hating on him. You've had enough of that. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be saying that when he's throwing more touchdowns and Cleveland is winning ball games. But but here's the fact, Choppy. I mean, if we, if we want to go to Dan Campbell, I try to sneak him in every episode. I mean, you want to know why the Oakery Detroit Lions are going to win the Reality Sports Online Championship in the RFL this year? You know why you're going to outperform that number four overall ranking that I currently have before our free agent auction? You want to know why? You're going to be looking up at me in the standings just like you were last year when I bounced you out of the playoffs. It's because I got some I got some kneecap biters on my team. I got some gritty football players. I got some guys that aren't going to take it. I mean, they've absolutely had enough of it. You've had enough of that. And they'll do whatever it takes to win, even if it takes this. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right? That's going to be the mentality. That's going to be the mentality, Choppy, when I go to the top of the mountain and, and my team is, is taking kneecaps, taking names, and taking championships. Oh, that's a, that's a hot take by Oakry. But you know what? I, I, I also figured out this little strategy that you have. If you are in 32 leagues, there's, gonna, there's a 1 in 32 chance that you might actually win one of them. So that's your strategy, man. Is the, you, you join all these leagues. You're in so many leagues. Guess what? The sun shines on a dog's rear end every once in a blue moon. And that's what happens when you even come close to sniffing a championship, son. It's it's multiple times. I'd like to be on the record that Chops has lied to the people here on the show. For as much as I love fantasy football, I'm the commissioner of multi-big leagues. I mean, I come nowhere close to some of these people that are in mountains of leagues. Now, if I tell you that I won a championship, yes, I will not tell you the ones that I did not win. But I, I, I am not in as many leagues as Chops will make it sound. But, yes, I, I do need to get that belt this year. I do need to win. And you are standing in my way, my friend. So I think we've done some some good for the people. I think we've we've educated them on where the Lions players will be when it comes to fantasy. I think we've given them some players to look out for. I think we've uh, dug deep on a few sleepers that aren't going to be in their teams unless they join the Detroit Kool-Aid cast league, which is a 20 team league. That's going to be kicking off here shortly, which, uh, you know, I was the inaugural winner. Um, looking to get my championship back this year, as well as if you, if you're not in a reality sports online league, you got to go join one today. So everybody drink that Detroit Kool-Aid, love some fantasy football, get in a few leagues, not as many as me, but not as few as choppy chop and enjoy yourself. I mean, drink it in, drink it in, man. Chops, we, we we filled up the cup, man. You got anything else for the people before we get up out of here? All I got is I'm out. Perfect. Everybody, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid side of cornbread. Thank you so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Visit our great sponsors and check us next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out.
What a comeback by the Lions! Drink it in, man.